My friends, have you ever been to the Mississippi Delta? Well, until recently, I hadn't either. But I just went, and I'm going to tell you about it. Here's the story. Well, I cooked this idea up about a year ago in the winter. It was at this time that a friend lent me a blues magazine, and I cooked up this scheme. I had to go to the Delta. I wanted to go to Memphis. I wanted to go to Robert Johnson's grave. Now, a little backstory. Robert Johnson is probably the most storied through American folklore blues musician of all time. But without a doubt, he was the most influential. He was an early member of what they now call the 27 Club, which basically means he was an insanely gifted musician who died at the young age of 27, in this case having been poisoned at his gig. This happened in Greenville, Mississippi. I knew it was way out in the rural countryside. Um, it's not something that's not been done before. People go there. Uh, and when we got there, there was a lot of, there was actually litter around the grave. Very uncool. I knew that I just couldn't go driving into Mississippi though. What I did was I planned it around a weekend where there was a blues festival. So I looked at the date that that was happening. It was in early October. So I bought a couple tickets to the show couple plane tickets to Memphis and a rental car. I knew I wasn't going to go down there by myself, so I called my two friends. Gingermon, my friend and an artist I work with from Cleveland, Ohio, and Billy. Hashtag I told Billy. They both thought it was a great idea. We agreed that we'd meet up in Memphis in early October and take this little tour. In the couple weeks leading up to the trip, I must admit I was a little bit nervous. See, I've never been to Mississippi except for driving through on tour when I was much younger, but I've never actually gone there and spent time. See, what you gotta understand, and no disrespect to my Mississippians, if you've ever read a book about Mississippi, seen a TV show, movie, nothing good has ever happened in Mississippi. So, you know, as a person of color, I must admit, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know what to expect. So I confessed as much to Billy. He's brown too. He had the same fears. We were a little bit nervous and we both agreed that maybe we should have Gingermon do all the driving, even though it was my rental car. We went downtown to Beale Street that first night because it's the touristy thing to do. And we didn't want to deny ourselves any of the experiences that Memphis had to offer. We weren't disappointed. Beale Street was super cool, neon lights, the aesthetics were amazing, lots of historical sites up and down the streets, but yes, it's very touristy. That first night, we went to B.B. King's Blues Club. Now, here's what I didn't know. I know of B.B. King's as this corporate rock club where you go to see national and international acts in Times Square in New York and in the French Quarter in New Orleans. You know, basically a tourist trap. Well, the one we went to is the original B.B. King's Blues Club, which was actually B.B. King's Blues Club, that the corporate one was based on, and it was killer. You paid a $5 cover the first night to get in, and saw two incredible blues soul bands. In fact, the organ player in the second band was from B.B. King's touring road band for many years and still part of the house band there at the club. The food was amazing, southern food. The next day we went to the Lorraine Motel, which is the Civil Rights Museum and the place where Martin Luther King Jr. was killed in 1968. You know, one of the most famous and iconic photographs of the 20th century and we were actually on the balcony. We got to visit the place. You walk in there, you get primed up with a with a, a museum, which is a basically the middle passage up to the assassination. So they take you from slavery up to the day Martin Luther King was killed and make sure you're righteously pissed off 
by the time you get up to the top of that balcony, man, you're fired up. You don't know if you want to cry, shit, or punch somebody in the face, man, when you get up to that room. And it's pretty heavy because when you get up there, they have the... I guess he had the room here and the room across the hall for his crew, you know? And they have them both glassed off now, and you can walk through and see the rooms in their undisturbed state. There's cigarettes in the ashtrays. There's, like... It's it's creepy, man. And, of course, you look right there on the balcony at the spot where Dr. King was um, hit by the bullet that day and killed and uh, taken from us way too early. And it's, it's humbling, to say the least. So after you go through that whole section, you can then walk across the street because the, the guest house where the assassin fired the bullet from is also part of the museum. And you can go up into his little room and his little nest where he did his dastardly fucking act. And you can actually look through the bathroom window that he fired the shot from. And they have on the ground down below a gray, a line of gray bricks going from the window across the street to the balcony the, of the uh, motel to show you the trajectory of the bullet. They have everything detailed in there. They have the gun. The gun is in there. They have the bullet they took out of Dr. King in there. Um, everything to do with when James Earl Ray, who was the assassin, he, he fled apparently. I didn't know this. He fled to England and was on the lam for about a month. He got caught trying to cross into Belgium because he had two passports and the dumbass had his name spelled wrong on one of his fake passports. He was trying to get to Rhodesia which uh, is now Zimbabwe, but at that time was Rhodesia, and it was under the, uh, it was under a racist pro, um, uh, uh, white supremacist regime. So I guess he thought he was going to go there. As, I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. It was a heavy experience. After we left there, we went to the Stax Museum, which was like, okay, now we went down, let's go up, right? So we go to the Stax Museum. We see all the awesome stuff. The instruments are there. The mixing consoles there. Stax Museum is one of the, you know, you have Motown and Stax, and that's American soul, man. Not not to forget Muscle Shoals, but you have Motown and Stax. I mean, just Google S T A X if you're if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about. So it's that is also now a museum. We took the tour there, saw a little film, then got to walk through the studio and the grounds. And when we left there, it was pouring rain and cold. We went around the corner to a soul food place and enjoyed some amazing soul food. The day after that, we drove out to Helena, Arkansas and spent the day at the King Biscuit Blues Festival. What an amazing time. Now, any fears that we had had about, you know, worrying about people and racist encounters with police or anything else, we only saw about two or three police, one sitting on the side of the road in the cotton fields, and two that were escorting cyclists over the Mississippi River, over this bridge that went over the Mississippi, and we had to sit behind the cyclists and the police as they slowly made their way over this bridge. Other than that, nothing, man. We get to this, we get to the festival, and it's nothing but enjoying blues and more food. This is why people down south, they've got an eating issue down there because the food is just so damn good. So there was a lot more of that. There was vending, street musicians. And then we watched an hour or two at the main stage watching. But the real action was on the street where you could walk the street 
and just see the street performers play. Wow. It was great and it felt awesome to be not doing a gig for once and to just be a musical tourist and I'm here as an audience member and I'm taking in all this great guitar playing and then realize you're at ground zero for the best talent in the world. We, we were humbled quite a few times on this journey. So the night after the festival is over, we hit the road and we headed down to Clarksdale, Mississippi. We stayed at this wonderful place called the Travelers Hotel in Clarksdale. And it's a historical building that's been renovated as a, as a boutique hotel. It had this old school feel that kind of tied into the bluesy soul music vibe at a trip and being in the Delta. The couple that run the hotel are the nicest people ever. We kept them up all night there. They have a tiny little bar and they poured us beers till late into the night. We sang some songs to them with the acoustic guitars. We had another couple that was at the bar with us. It was a birthday. So the guitars came out. We had a great time. That place was awesome. The next morning, Sunday, we woke up and we drove way out to the cotton fields to Greenville, Mississippi, to the AME Zionist Baptist Church where the grave of Robert Johnson is. Now on the way out to Clarksdale, we stopped at the legendary Crossroads, immortalized in song and American folklore. It's purported to be the intersection of historic Highway 61 and Highway 49 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. But back to the Robert Johnson's grave story. I took a little film when we arrived and documented the experience for myself and also to share with you. But we finally make it down to the little church. Now, when we go down, the, it's all dirt roads down there. It's just like I've seen in the movies. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It started to rain. The roads turned to mud. The rental car was white. The, the red mud was pelting the rental car. It was quite a scene, geographically speaking. Uh, and got to Robert Johnson's grave. I had a little slide, a guitar slide that I had purchased in Clarksdale that I placed on the tombstone for the uh, duration of the visit that we were there, hoping to suck up a little mojo on my slide. We paid our respects, took some very cool pictures, and headed out to the site where Emmett Till was murdered. Now, Emmett Till was a... This was right up the road, by the way. The site... Robert Johnson's grave is right here, and, and four miles up the road is the site of Emmett Till's abduction and murder. Quick backstory, in 1955, Emmett Till was a 14-year-old boy from Chicago visiting Money, Mississippi. Apparently, there was an exchange between him and a white shop owner, a female. Later in life, I guess on her deathbed, she admitted she made the whole thing up. Long story short, she claimed this young 14-year-old boy, boy had flirted with her. A couple days later, her husband and his brother showed up at the house, pulled him at pulled him out of his aunt and uncle's house, tortured and killed this young guy, tied a cotton gin thing around his neck, and threw him into the river, the same river that we were driving along, uh, the Tallahatchie River, the famous R Tallahatchie from the Tallahatchie Bridge song, Ode to Billy Joe. Emmett Till's murder is considered one of the main catalysts of the modern civil rights movement in the United States. So it was important for us to visit that place, sad as it was, it was eerie, it's an old-fashioned gas station, too, is right next to it, and it was, I don't know if it was an abandoned gas station, but there was, like, old Coke bottles, Coca-Cola bottles. It was, it was freaking downright eerie. We hung out a little while there, and pow, headed on our way. When we left the, um, 
the Emmett Till Memorial site. We got back on the road for about a two-hour drive back to Memphis, got back to the hotel. The staff there, they loved on us all weekend. They, we were just like crazy guys from out of town. Gingermon had come down from Cleveland. Billy had come up from Puerto Rico, and I had come from Newark, New Jersey to meet there in Memphis. We met back at uh, the hotel Sunday night, had a few more drinks, got up in the morning, and poof, disappeared, man, like a phantom. I had about a half a day more in Memphis in which time I went downtown, and I did try to get into Sun Studios Museum on my last day, but it was so crowded, I literally couldn't get in. Main takeaways here, Mississippi, definitely not what I expected. I love the place. I fell in love with the food, the people, the music, and the culture, and I'm definitely going back. Memphis, super cool too. I need to go back and do Graceland and Sun Studios. Not a huge Elvis fan, but gotta do Graceland. I'm going back. Helen, Arkansas, super cool. Another cradle of the blues music. Clarksdale, Mississippi, that place is awesome. There's a culture there that's amazing. It's all based on blues and soul music, Americana, um, community, and amazing food. Just the blues, man. The Delta is freaking awesome, and I can't wait to get back there. It reminded me a lot of Jamaica, and the musical culture reminded me a lot of the reggae culture. Spoiler alert, they're both related. It comes from West Africa. But when you go to the, to the Delta United States, and indeed New Orleans and places like that, you can really visually and viscerally feel and see these connections. And that was amazing. That's an experience I'm never going to forget. I literally can't wait to go back there. Who wants to go in the spring? It's your boy Dubby. Thanks for listening to this story. I will talk to you guys soon. Yeah.